Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. I'd like to quote one of my favorite characters from one of my favorite books, The Vampire Lestat. The prince is never going to come, everyone knows that, and maybe Sleeping Beauty is just dead. Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 73. I'm your Game Master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. So, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, so. In our last episode, we found ourselves in a bit of a dangerous spot. We started off with a boat ride that Frank seemed to insist on. His reasoning was that maybe they could see the bloody red tower from the coastline better than if we were walking through the streets of the large city of Constantinople or Istanbul. But sometimes a good plan is just a good plan in theory. Turns out that it was a pleasant trip, but we did not see any sign of the Red Tower. Next to our agenda, we were scheduled to have an afternoon meeting with the character named Baylab. We're going to meet him at one of the bathhouses near the bazaar. He has a reputation for knowing what's going on in the city. We head to the bathhouse. Dr. Keith remains with Fayer at a shisha lounge as she's not quite ready to head into the men's bathroom bathhouse just yet. Eldridge and Frank head in and meet with Baylab character. He gets us he gets us though for quite a bit of money first before he talks of, before he tells us anything of use. We, or Eldridge, pays the man and he starts to tell us what he knows about the skinless cult. He suspects that they are behind the missing children that was in a newspaper recently. He tells us the shunned mosque is, quote, nearby. But just as he's about to tell us where it is, he's suddenly ambushed by a man with a knife. There's, a mul there's multiple men who are armed with knives. Balab is mortally wounded, and as he dies, he dies before he can give us any further information. The men with the knives are eager to escape from the steam room, as are we. Chaos is all about. We manage to grab our clothes and slip out the back door where we get dressed in the alley. Just as we're about to slip away, we hear more yelling coming from inside the bathhouse. Eldris is all set to go in and fight whatever might be in there. Frank is a little more cautious, but follows. Inside, they see a horrific sight. Baleb's skin has sloughed off and is now coming after Eldridge. The fight goes on, and after a few knife stabs from Eldridge, two gunshots from Frank, we kill this thing using mostly the hot coals from the steam bath. Dr. Keith is outside and is talking with the local police in an attempt to distract and hinder them from catching Frank and Eldridge. She buys them enough time to slip out again unnoticed. The police do interview us all, but we manage to dodge their suspicions and we head back to the hotel to regroup. Eldridge is frustrated and is set on heading off into the bad section of town tonight in the hopes of finding someone who knows where the Shand Mosque is. Just as we're about to get to the hotel, Dr. Keith sees another bear walking with a gypsy-type fellow. And that brings us up to date. Uh, all right. So, you are back at your hotel. It is in the evening. Um, what would you guys like to do? Good question. Well, I still want to go into the shadier part of town tonight, so I suggest I'm going to go up to my room and take a nap, probably. Um, 
Are, are, are any of you gentlemen joining me, or is it just going to be me and Fair? I'll, I'll join you. Um, what, what time? What time of day is it? Uh, it's about at, it's it's afternoon. I thought we said like it's like four because we you met. Had, yeah. Like yeah, it's probably about four or five. Yeah, I yeah. think we were um, heading back to the hotel. We were going to go, I think, grab dinner or something. Now, did yeah. you did you ask Fair if he would come with you? We talked to because we divulged everything to Fair, uh, and I remember saying that because we we talked about the fact that I we we can't speak Turkish and how else are we going to find out where the Shed Mosque is? Okay. Um, but that was really it. I'd pay him extra for his time. Okay, and and you say you disclosed just about everything. I'm trying to remember what you told him. We so told him about the cult and then we and we told him about uh that we were kind of investigating them we didn't tell him about the statue okay um all right that's kind of what i thought yeah um all right uh you guys are back at your hotel we'll say that that it's uh it's about five o'clock you've you've gotten something that you're eating something and um as you are uh, sitting there, a couple of hours now have transpired since the incident at the at the bathhouse. Um, you notice a uh, a car pull up. It looks it's kind of um, distinctly colored, and you 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 as soon as you see a policeman getting out of it, uh, you realize that that's I guess what their police cars look like. Um, uh, you can see this just outside the door, and he comes into the hotel and goes up to the concierge, and you see the concierge immediately point over to you guys. I sigh. Um, the policeman comes up uh, up to you as you're sitting there, and he says, uh, are you... Uh, uh, Dr. Elizabeth and uh, Eldridge and Frank. <laughs> yes. He seems to know who you are. He I says, stand up and shake his hand. Uh, he says, um, you were involved in an incident at the, uh, the bathhouse earlier today. And um, don't worry, there's, there's nothing out of the ordinary here. It's just that... Um, the uh, the incident came to the attention of uh, the uh, commissioner, and um, he wants to see you. Uh, uh, he, he, he says it, it, it's an urgent matter, and he hands you like an, 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 a letter that just basically tells you where the 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 um, uh, the place of the consulate is. Which you already know where it is. And can we ask what this is about? We were not really involved in the matter at all. I don't think that it has to do with the matter. Uh, he would like to talk to you about something else. He was—he uh, seemed unaware that you were in town, in, in the city. I kind of squint my eyes and then look to the others. I think he's the only one because everybody else knows when we're in this town. Uh, I nod and I say thank you, and I'm going to take the, the letter from him. It's uh, 
The letter itself is signed Sir Douglas Rutherford. Rutherford. Okay. Is there a time that we need to see? Uh, it says uh, uh, he's indicating that as soon as possible, immediately, if, if possible. I look to, uh, I, uh, I say, uh, officer, if you'd like, we will be accompanying you back to the consulate, if possible. That, that was my idea, yes. We just need some time to kind of prepare. Of course. We'll meet you outside. And I kind of give a half smile. Okay. Uh, as he walks away, I turn to the other two and I say, gentlemen, uh, I have a suspicion this could be a trap. Well, on, on, on the one hand, it does seem um, rather unusual. But, but on the other hand, he... he I mean, it, it is the British consulate. True. Surely they couldn't be involved. Well, they could, but the thing here is that we, we should always, I mean, we're, we're already paranoid in this, this matter. We might as well just go um, and see what we can find out. We have no real other leads. Anyway, if you wanted to go to sort of the shadier part of town, Perhaps this might be a way for us to gather information that we need. It's possible. We just, we just need to be extremely cautious. Maybe. I kind of wag my finger a little bit. Because I was mentioning this to Frank and Elizabeth uh, earlier. You were sleeping. You were taking a nap upstairs. Uh, while we were walking through town earlier today, we discussed a little bit about Dr. Smythe and where he may be. We mentioned, I mentioned that usually a, when you enter into a, a foreign port, you go to the consulate and you let them know that you are there in case you end up not turning up and then they, the consulate knows to look for you. Uh, maybe Smythe, if he was on a parallel journey, is it, was at the, uh, the, the consulate or at least signed in. That could be possible. Besides, if we're going, if we're going there... Um, assuming that we get there safely. I don't think that he's going to try something in the middle of the consulate, so... No. Again, we should just be cautious and keep our eyes open. Let's try not to divulge too much information either. I made that mistake with uh, with Baylab. I kind of shrug. <clears throat> Lead right. the way, Dr. Elizabeth. <laughs> Well, right. um, yes, let's, let's, um, let's lead forthwith. Is everyone right. armed? Pardon? Is everyone armed? As armed as I can be. I have my knife. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my dainty little pistol with me. All just, right. I'm just going to bring my medical equipment. Okay. So you head out to the front steps. The policeman holds the door open for you. And, uh, you get inside his uh, little car, and he drives you over to the consulate, which isn't very far. Um, and also, he opens the doors for you so that you can get out. Um, and he takes you inside. Um, you see that there are quite a few people working here. Uh, there are guards. Um, there's a mixture of... Um, uh, British and Turkish uh, people. 
there are uh, m the the Turkish people tend to be in more more like serve servitude positions, um, butler, waiter, uh, maid. Um, the officers are all British. Um, <clears throat> you're taken, and there's you know he knocks on the door, and uh, the door is opened, and uh, it's a nicely appointed little uh, office, I suppose, with books on the wall and and uh, very fancy furniture. And uh, the uh, the deputy high commissioner, uh, Sir Douglas Rutherford, is sitting there. He's a tall, thin man with uh, gray hair and a gray beard and mustache. Uh, and he immediately stands up and says, yes, please, please come inside. Um, and he says to the, the policeman, he says, you know, you wait outside. And there's, there's a few people in the room also, uh, servants and stuff like that. And he says, you know, leave, go, go out, 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 all of you, everybody out. And you get the impression from him in that, that moment that he doesn't want anybody to hear what he's going to say to you. Maybe he doesn't trust anybody. Um, he's, uh, please come in, make yourselves comfortable. Um, I'm going to extend my hand to shake his hand. Yes, uh, quite, quite. Yes. And I'll shake it firmly and okay. sort of do like a... Uh, like a Trump handshake, right? Sort of pull him into me. Uh, okay, and he's he's like, oh yes, I've heard of you, you Americans. You have these very strong handshakes. That's very good. And of uh, course, what I'm attempting to do is to check his skin. Oh, he seems normal. Okay, he seems. <laughs> do a psychology roll to for me. <laughs> um, I failed by two points. Um, the rest of you can do psychology rolls on the man. Okay. I'm creating this. Nope. 47 out of 10. Uh, oh, no. 56 out of 40. Hmm. I'll do uh, two points luck then. 33. Out of 50. Okay. Eldridge, you notice that he is you know, very, very British. He's got that very stiff upper lip sort of look to him, very proper. But there is something bothering him. And it's underneath, but you can sort of see it in some of his mannerisms. He says... <clears throat> I'd uh, forgive me for interrupting your uh, whatever it is you were doing, your, your meal. Um, I heard about your involvement at the, uh, the bathhouse, um, uh, but that's not why I'm calling you. You see, uh, I, I've, I've heard uh, of uh, Professor Elizabeth before. I, in fact, I have one of her books on the, the shelf up there. Oh, I say, how uh, I've uh, I have been, uh, sirs, madam, sirs, 
I've been extremely desperate the last few hours. Um, my son, my son has been kidnapped. And I'm afraid he's another victim of the, the terrible thing that's going on in our city with children being kidnapped. And I don't know where I can turn. I don't trust any of the Turks working here. And I don't trust half my staff. And when I heard uh, that you were in, in town, and I know that these must be your friends, you must all be uh, associated with uh, uh, that, uh, that investigation uh, club in England, based out of England. Most of us have heard of it. I mean, most of us have heard of it. Uh, I don't know what these people think. Um, you get the distinct impression that he doesn't like the Turks at all. Um, but um, he says, I, I don't know who else I can trust or turn to, except somebody who amounts to being almost a total stranger, but whose reputation precedes them. I've heard that you investigate these things and, and hopefully find out who has my son. Perhaps you might furnish us with... Um... A more detailed account of the matter. Yes. Well, uh, my uh, my son uh, James was uh, playing in the garden, and uh, the only people um, who were uh, near him would have been some of the Turkish uh, house servants, and. Um, uh, he was just gone. He was uh, uh, kidnapped. We're not exactly sure. Nobody actually saw it happen. But I suspect that the Turks are behind it. Or they've... You know, there's there are a number of groups in this city that are dangerous. There's one in particular that's bothered us and our police system for a long time. And uh, we haven't made it public, but we think that they may be behind this this whole thing. I was not surprised, you being investigators, uh, that you were speaking with Baleb. Uh, Baleb has proved to be, did prove to be, used to prove to be, uh, a source of information even for us. Um, and I'm sorry to hear that he was murdered. Uh, but since you were there, and I have no idea what you are investigating here, but if you would please, whatever that investigation is, put it aside for a while and look for my son. He's now, now that he's sort of told you that, you can see how incredibly upset he is. But, but, but what happened? Tell, please tell us. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll just read what it says here. Young Rutherford, his name is James, uh, age nine. He was last seen in the embassy garden. Uh, Sir Rutherford, Sir Douglas uh, suspects the involvement of the servants. Um, and uh, that's really all that he knows. Did he go missing? What's that? When did he go missing? 
Uh, yesterday afternoon. I've been. I've been looking very hard to find somebody who can help me. So I'm. I hope that I'm not just jumping at the fact that. I know a little something about you. Uh, but at this point, I'm desperate. If you'd like, we could call the staff. You could question them. Yes, yes. Perhaps if we if we spoke to anyone who was uh, who was present or who uh, find out who who was the last person who saw the child. Um, I, I I hate to, um, to 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 exploit you this this meeting in any way, but um, I I know this probably isn't directly connected, but. Um, and I apologize in advance for, for for veering off on a tangent, but have you, I wonder, ever heard of something called the Shunned Mosque? The Shunned Mosque? Yeah. I've heard of the Red Mosque. The Red uh, Mosque? I, I, I knew you were brilliant, but we've, we've long suspected that the Red Mosque uh, is is like a locale, uh, a, a meeting place for these people. Uh, we've searched it and not found anything, but it's in a very bad part of town. It's not used any longer. So shunned, yes, you could say that it was shunned. I quickly look around the room and I say, quick, can you tell us the address? Well, what, what part of, I mean, what area, um, directional-wise, is this uh, Red Mosque? Well, it's it's actually just north of the bathhouse that you were at. Um, Specifically? He, he actually shows you a map of the city and pinpoints it. Perfect. For you. He says, now that's a dangerous area, but if, if you suspect that they have something to do with it, and I do too, I just have no way to confirm that, I would definitely, uh, I would definitely help. Now, as I say, our police have searched it, but I don't trust our police either. So basically, they said that they searched it and found nothing, but you yourself haven't. Or they may have searched it and found nothing because those people, whoever they are, uh, didn't want them to find anything. Right. When you say you've you've long suspected this this place to be uh, the center of something, um... yes, many people disappear in that area. Um, there's a high high crime rate, a very high crime rate. It does seem well, to be a center focus, and 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 it's it's no longer in use. This this mosque, as as right. a mosque, it's no longer a place of worship. Yes. Um, do do you have any idea why? Um, Just a very bad neighborhood. People would rather go somewhere else. Is there anything specific why you're not trusting young men? I believe that there is some sort of a subversive group um, I don't know what 
their intentions are, but they're a criminal element. They, they definitely commit crimes, murders, robberies. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they've done, but there have been some strange mutilations involved too uh, in the city. And we, I, I, I'd like to say that we've narrowed it down, but as I say, when we've searched there, we found nothing. Um, we don't have a name for them, um, but there's definitely some sort of a crime ring. And now with all these children going missing, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of unsolved crime in this city. And the lower down on the totem pole you are, I mean, we know about crimes that happen to British citizens, but we don't know about half the stuff that happens to the Turks. We don't really care, but... Um, that the Red Mosque is one of the centers where we suspect they meet, but we haven't caught them at it. And people definitely who live in that area don't, don't frequent that place. And they certainly don't go out at night. And they certainly don't go out there with money. I just suddenly realized that I keep staring at your little pictures down there on the bottom. <laughs> Is that the type of area that you would have uh, officers patrolling on a regular basis? Or no, no. It's it would be far too dangerous even for our our policemen to patrol that area. And it's not a. It's not a British-centric area, so we're not that, you know. You definitely get the impression from this man that he's xenophobic. He doesn't... He probably would much rather be back in England, and he's got a strong prejudice against them. So may I ask, you, you, you suspect then that your son may have been abducted by this same organization I, I do my son disappeared and uh, other children have disappeared there's now there's now 15 16 including my son how that old have is gone... son? I'm sorry how old is your son he's nine were the other children around the same age around the same age I think the youngest one that was taken was seven the oldest one was like 14 I, I think we should definitely uh talk to the uh, the servants particularly anyone who was uh, with your son shortly before he was abducted right uh, Bailey he yells out and uh, a policeman comes inside and he says round up the the, the house the the consulate staff um, no when not you, the British no not the British ones just the Turkish ones when you when you say that you don't trust your own men are you, are you saying you, you don't even trust your your are you talking just of the the, the Turks or uh, of all? Well, there's men? definitely a level there. I I don't trust any of the Turks, but I, you know, we we use them to clean and cook and stuff like that. But uh, I trust uh, I trust very few people. I trust Bailey, uh, but then I knew him in England. I knew him during the war. Um, but some of these people, I just don't know them, and I'm afraid that 
this criminal organization may have infiltrated into every walk of life. Tom, can you? I'm a little bit confused. The consulate is this like a police station, or is this like where he lives in his house? It's kind of both. It's it's like the White House. You know, it's got heavy security. Uh, a lot of uh, government legislation and stuff is going on here, um, but it's also a res. I think that it's a residence. I think that he lives here. So or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he lives nearby. He lives in the consulate. Is yeah. he? Is he? So he is the 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 governor general. Is he? he is the grant uh, the the Lord High Commissioner. Yeah. The Lord High Commissioner. Okay. So the the boy went missing from the building that we're in right now. Yes, from the garden. The garden right outside. And there's a wall around the garden. So. Was he being supervised? Did he have like a, a nanny? Um. Just. Um. You know. He had. Uh, had the. The maids and the servants that were around at the time he wasn't necessarily being supervised he's nine he's not not a baby i mean could it could he have just wandered off out of the no you're saying it was walled is it like gated it's it's got a wall around it yeah he would have had to have been grabbed and either taken over the wall or hustled out through the house some uh, hustled out through the consulate somehow and with you know, nobody looks at the servants. Nobody pays that close attention to them because they're they're just in the background. You know, mm -hmm. we could have thought they were taking out a garbage bag and they'd had him tied up in it. I, and he just he he becomes very upset. Like I, he just can't imagine how this happened. But I'm not overacting it. <laughs> but he he all of that all of that proper. Stiff upper lip Britishness is, has disappeared, and he's like desperate. It's my son. Yes, yes, of course. I will be. I will pay you. I will, of course. He'll he'll take care of any expenses you might incur. Um, he has clout. He has universal clout throughout this country. So, anything that you need, any help or assistance, he can provide it to you. Um, he actually represents, at least, at least on the surface, he represents a pretty strong ally in this area. We we um, we might possibly benefit, if if I might be bold enough to suggest it, from um, uh, a letter of authorization, if you if you'd be um, inclined to provide us with one. Absolutely, for anything Something that you stating need. Stating that we are we are operating under, under your auspices. Yes, um, absolutely. It might um, e ease the way for us. Obviously, we're civilians, and dealing with with um, law law enforcement and official bodies might be otherwise very difficult. There's a knock at the door, and uh, uh, Bailey sticks his head in, and he says, "Sir, the the staff are gathered." And he says, "Right, shall we?" Indeed, yes. So you walk out. It's it's a, it's a long, long, very wide hallway. So. And the staff is lined up on either side facing the middle um, so that you can uh, that you can walk along and look at them there's 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 about 30 of them men and women now now now, now which of these people were uh, were present with the boy 
on on the day? Well, um, he walks you over to a few over here, and uh, he doesn't really know their names, but you know she's she's supposed to watch over him, or at least make sure that if he needs something. And this is one of the guard, one of the the consulate uh, guards. He should have been at least keeping an eye out and all that. Um, and he walks you down the the various people. Uh, why don't let's see, uh, Doctor Elizabeth? Why don't you do a spot hidden? No. Okay, Frank. <laughs> you do a spot. Sure, I'll do spot hidden. So see who gets the best roll. Nope. You don't have to roll. I got an O2. Oh, excellent. All right. Frank, I want you now to roll. Let's see. Call it a constitution roll. Fifty-three out of seventy. What the Constitution rule means is that you will be able to keep your composure, okay? But as you're walking along the staff, there's a man there dressed, you know, in their uniforms, whatever they are, their fancy uniforms. But when you look at him, and he's Turkish, there are definite scars around his eyes and around his ears. And when you look at him... The only way to describe it would be is that he has dead eyes. Like they're not his originals. Okay. So it's your choice whether you just grab him or whether you just ignore him and keep going. And then <laughs> mm. So what do you I'm, do? I'm going to look closely at his eyes and see if I recognize Rupert's eyes. Okay. Well, so you're like going to stop and lean in and look at his eyes really quickly? <laughs> All right. Uh, I want you to do a dodge roll. Oh, boy. No fail. 76. All right. Uh, when you lean in, he suddenly, uh, and rather violently, reaches up with his hands and shoves you back very hard. Um, you can do a dex roll to see if you actually fall down. But when he does this, his immediate next move is to run for the door. Okay. 27 is my pass dex. Okay, so you st stagger back as he bolts for the door, and you hear Rutherford yell out, Grab that man! Like this. And almost immediately he's surrounded and grabbed by some of the guards uh, and brought Drag, dragged back. He's, he starts yelling. Uh, he says, the brothers have the boy and all the children. You are doomed. The skin beast will come soon and you will sleep and, and, and you will sleep in the arms of the skinless one. And as he's yelling this at you. I'm to upside the head with my, my, my uh, king. Well, before that happens. You you notice that because now his shirt's been torn back and everything, that he has a large tattoo on him, 
and the tattoo looks like it's a snake. And as you're watching, and you're going to do a little sanity roll for this, the snake tattoo climbs up and wraps itself around the guy's neck and starts strangling him. So he falls to the ground, choking because he can't breathe, and within a couple of seconds, he's dead. And oh Rutherford is, is horrified and frightened. You can all do sanity rolls. And it's a 1, 1d4. Oh, I've passed. I did not. Not by much. One for a pass. All right. So 1, 1d4. Yeah, we got one. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, what you've recognized, obviously, is some sort of a spell meant to keep him from talking. Um, he already did. My goodness. Um, Rutherford's like, what? What on earth is this all about? Who are the brothers of the skin? Are they who we're, we're looking for? I think they're, they're that very same bunch of uh, um, nefarious seditionists of whom says, you uh, mentioned. He says to Bailey something like, get this piece of trash out of here. You know. No, don't take him to the hospital. Throw him on the dirt on, on the on the shit heap outside. <laughs> Wait, before you do that, let us um we, we, we should check his um his pockets. He may have um something that might point to uh the matter in hand. Okay. Uh Dr. Keith, I've already been warned, don't take money from a dead man. <laughs> um it the only thing that he has looks like a timetable and it's kind of a timetable of the staff where the staff are at what time of the day and things like that but other than that he doesn't seem to have anything And now, now, of course, Rutherford's even more upset. My God, they have my son. Who are these people? Well, I think we've just found your uh, inside man, as the, uh, well, as the paperbacks would have it. Well, let's let's um, let's look over the rest of the people and make sure. You know, yes, the, the, the woman who was supposed to be looking over the child. Can we request that everybody roll up their sleeves? Wow. Well, you look over the rest of the staff and you don't see anything. But Rutherford at this point is, is pretty much prepared to dismiss them all. And, and I mean, get out. You're, you're, you're fired. Get the hell out of our, our well, place. Well, we do that. Um, let's let's investigate. Let's 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 uh, look them over. All right. To, uh... Yes. Yes. Well, uh, after after twenty minutes, you don't see anybody else with scars or anything like that or tattoos. Um, a couple of wrinkly old ones, but nothing looks out of the ordinary. So most of them are rather horrified too. Right. You know. Some of them could be putting on an act. But all right. Um, yeah. All right. Rutherford says to you, he says, well, you know. Still, let's still question the woman and question these, these other people, too. 
Okay. Find out um, exactly when this man became employed by by this uh, by the police here. Uh, none of them are really quite sure, except that very likely he's been here for about two weeks. Um, and when was the first disappearance uh, of the children reported? Uh, about about two or three weeks ago. And um, Rutherford suddenly thinks to himself, he says, you know, I thought for a while that they were only stealing Turkish children because from, from what we had learned, that's all we, 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 we knew that there were no British children that were taken. And so I thought that maybe they had grabbed my son by mistake. However... This man would seem to indicate that we have spies right here in the consulate. And so I don't think that any place is really safe. Well, given um, how recently he came into your employ, it would suggest right. that he was embedded here specifically for this task. Or at the very least to keep an eye on proceedings in the consulate. They must be spying on us all the time as just a matter of routine. They're everywhere. It would did seem we, so. Did we get a uh, time of uh, the kidnapping of his son? Was it recent or was it like two weeks ago? I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, when was his son missing? Like Yesterday. Yesterday? Okay. All right. So there's still a chance that he might. Alive. I don't know about the other children, though. Hmm. He says something about this skin monster creature, skin lord, or whatever will rise. Yeah, I didn't understand any of that. Who are these brothers? Well, when I'll, I'll be, be cautious um, to, to to say this uh, in, in such a way that the, uh, that the that only he can hear it. Um, we 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 think they they might be some sort of cult. And he looks concerned, and he takes you back into his office privately, so that nobody else is there. And he says, "Some sort of a cult." Well, yes, some sort of you know you know what these 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 things are like. Some sort of cult, come quasi nationalist group, much much like the uh, the thuggies. And you remember the 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 the, the trouble. Yes, some sort of bloodthirsty cult, a group of murderers and assassins. Yes. So I think this is this is very much a a, a, a Middle Eastern version of the, of, of the same sort of thing. Not not the same cult, you understand. My so, God, why did I ever come to this godforsaken place? He says, please, please get my son back. If you can get my son back, I'll give you anything that you will want. I, I, I can assure you, we, we, we'll, we'll do everything in our power. Is there anything... Uh, you said you wanted a letter. Uh, yes. Um, if, if you would be able to provide us with a letter of authority... Yes. I'm um, just stating that we're that we're that we're operating under 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 your orders. Absolutely. Um, 
that, that would be uh, would be extremely useful to us, I think, in this matter. And I, I was wondering, I mean, do you, are there any men in your employer that you feel you can trust? Just Bailey. Just Bailey. I mean, I'm sure there are others I can trust. I just don't know if I can trust them. Yes, of course. Um, he calls Bailey in. He says, uh, uh, Bailey, we're going to trust these people. Um, and Bailey's like, uh, um, he says, well, I'm, I'm at your service if you need me. However, my job is really to watch over and protect the high commissioner. Yes, yes, of course. And if if, if, um, if he were to come with us, then that would leave the High Commissioner unprotected, wouldn't it? Is, is Bailey an actual, like, police officer, or is he more, like, a servant? Bodyguard? He's more of, he's more of a, yeah, almost like a bodyguard assistant. Lieutenant. He's a lieutenant. Would he have the authority to arrest people? Oh, Yeah. I mean, and he'd have authority to tell the police what to do. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, the, the commissioner, if, if you need something, and he says, you know, send five dozen men over into that area <laughs> and stop that commotion, that's what his job is, partly. Mm -hmm. so. so how do you want to proceed? Well, do you have any names? Any suspects as to who might be in this cult? No. Because so far the only lead we have is the Shand Mosque, Red Mosque. And that dead guy. Which is now dead. <laughs> He's not much help to us. Uh, he he asks you, he says all of this commotion. Um forgive my asking, but why are you here? I'll perhaps, there's, perhaps there's something I can do to help. Dr. Keith, you want to tell him about the book? Um, well, I'm, book? Boss, I'm not sure what we should tell him. Um, well, we, we, um, we came across a rather, uh, well, a couple of rather unusual books on our travels. That um, that mentioned what they called the the, the, the bloody tower, which was allegedly a um, what you call it a cult center, um, hmm. and and purely on a, a, out of an academic interest, we we uh, elected to find this place. We think it may be the same place as your uh, um, red mosque. Well, the red mosque, I believe, is composed out of brick, and that's why it's red. Uh -huh. Yes, we, we, we think it might be the site of a much older building. Well, almost um, everything here is, is on the site of much older buildings. Yes, yes, yes. D d dating back to the, um, uh, crusade. Um, <laughs> the fourth crusade? Fourth Crusade. The Fourth Crusade. Dating back to the Fourth Crusade. Um, the sack of Constantinople. 
Yes, indeed, that one. Yes, I was just about to say that. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so we uh, we we'd be very interested to locate it from that point of view. Um, but we we have on on our on our journey had had um, occasion to encounter people we we believe may have been connected to this cult, and they were uh, rather rather disreputable and, and 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 less than friendly. It must be said. So you've encountered these people before? We believe so. Yes. We outside of outside of Constantinople. Um. Yes. Yes. So they're more far-reaching than just here. Oh yes, we, we think it's, it's quite a. That's that's terrifying. Um, with all of the relations, all of the difficulties we're having, uh, relations with the Greeks right now. Um, I mean, things are just they're sizzling along the border. Um, it's just why am I living in this hellhole? Well, we we I mean, I, I, I and you look around, and the, the the palace is splendid. I mean, the the commissioner's place is splendid by any, any means. It's a hellhole. It does seem that wherever wherever we've encountered these uh, these people, there does seem to be uh, discord and political unrest. So I wonder whether they might be uh, they might be anarchists or Bolsheviks of some sort. Possibly. Certainly, we are, well, our train was delayed by by an anarchist bombing as we were passing through the Balkans. Oh, that's that's horrible. Yes. Well, if you need anything, if you need access to anything, um, permission to go places that you shouldn't normally be able to go, you've got it. We will do our utmost. Um, I promise you that. Excellent. And and so you're here looking for just this cult? Or? Well, that, to be honest, I, I, I had been on holiday. Ah, uh, so this was just sort of an, a holiday thing. A, a busman's holiday, you might say. I mean, well, I when, when, when one is an academic, it's very difficult to turn it off. Well, I'm I'm very sorry that I'm taking you off your holiday. No, 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 no. We, we are only too glad to help. Who who, who wouldn't with a, with, a, with a missing child? Goodness, we, 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 we must help you. All right. So, what would you guys like to do? That's Any more questions? Question. I imagine that you're not telling him certain things. Right. Okay. That's fine. Um, well, do an idea roll. Uh, yes, just okay. 61 out of 80. Um, there's still, you still have some other unfinished business in town, obviously, finding the scrolls. I mean, I'm well, not, I'm, uh, I'm not was, ranking uh, importance, I'm just saying. See, I'm, I'm thinking that as, as far as, as things like the scrolls go, we can combine all these things. Once, once, now we've got this letter of authority, mm -hmm. then, um, 
that's going to give us a bit more weight if we go to uh, the museum or somewhere. Mm -hmm. It might get us in to see the, the, some relevant people. All right. What would you like to ask the commissioner? Well, I'm kind of like pulling everybody aside. Should, I'm asking, should we ask him? Well, he, he might know who, who the best person to see about. Um, whether where the repositories of ancient scrolls are, there, there must be some sort of... Uh... And, and somebody who wouldn't be offended by our line of questioning either. Yes, yes. Yes, maybe, maybe a name might come to mind. An, a, 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 an occult expert, perhaps? Should we, should we use the word occult? We've mentioned that it's a... a, a... Well, we mentioned it before and somebody got offended, so... Yes. They do seem to be rather... Uh, rather sensitive about the matter. You're you're not saying this like right in front of me. You're talking this. Oh no, we're, we're mumbling <laughs> between ourselves. Which doesn't seem really suspicious to somebody that's already suspecting. <laughs> well, no, he figures you need to confer with your your people. I mean, because again, we have zero leads in relation to these scrolls right i mean we were we're sort of operating under the, the assumption that once we find the mosque we might find a clue there but that's just an assumption well let me suggest that you have said to him that you're researching this cult yeah um hmm. the more that you know about the cult the more effective you can be well um now that we have some sort of authority um i know it's really into investigating the disappearance of the sun but perhaps with this authority we can get better access to that museum and find some of the more hidden uh articles or uh, artifacts that they have where we might come across the scrolls. That's true. You know what? I'm, I'm going to break. I'm going to go ask the commissioner. Okay. Yes. Do you, um, this is a strange question, but since we're researching this cult and the cult-like activity, do you have any leads or names or places you can suggest that would lead to some sort of information regarding the occult or uh, even from a, even if it's just from a historical point of view, um, we, we tried asking around at the museum and people seem to take offense at our questioning. Oh, well, the, the, the Turks are very proud people. Yeah. So like maybe if there's another, you can't, you can't go from Britain or saying things that offend them and they seem to be offended at everything. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, if you approach, if you approach your questions, uh, more from an academic point of view, and you prove your academic. I mean, you can talk to some of the people in charge over there. Okay. Um, you know, talk to the talk to the uh, the chief curator, curator or something. I believe his name is um, um, Azop. 
Uh, professor, Professor, something is up. Gavin or Camel or Garo or something like that. Um, but uh, uh, pro um, uh, uh, Professor Azop will be the one that you'd want to talk to. Okay, thank you. I think I met him at a function once. Sure, I would imagine you uh, attend all the uh, fundraising city type uh, galas. Yeah, I believe he's the director. The director at the at the Top Copy Museum. Um, he will be suspicious of you because you are British or American. Uh, but just to explain that you're the commissioner has given his permission and that uh, uh, that you mean no offense by, you know, any line of questionings you might give him and explain who you are, that you're investigators, and don't say anything that would offend the Muslims or the Muslim people of the Muslim religion. Don't accuse them of being infidels. That's their word. That's what they call us. <laughs> and he doesn't giggle. I'm sorry, I'm a giggler, but uh, he's very upset. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sort of playing along with his beliefs. Like, you know, agreeing with him, like, oh, yeah, you can't trust these guys. And Yeah, he's, he's very xenophobic. Anyone else have any ideas, or have we, have we gathered all of our... Should we go look at the garden area, just in case? Yeah. Do we still want to question some of the, uh, the, the workers here? Am I also give us clues of what happened or, you know, a place well, where we might want to look? Um, I, let's just skip that. You guys question who you want to and you check out the garden, but there's no there's no clues of any kind. Okay. There's nothing, no more information. While we're here, can we request... I assume there's a phone... Here, right. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Could we could we sort of pre-request or ask if it would be okay that should we decide later on to venture into this part of town where the mosque is, if we could get a bodyguard or a police escort of some sort? Sure. Now, he says they won't do it at night. It's far too dangerous at night. Okay. Walking into a criminal infested area at night. No, <laughs> that's just stupid. Anytime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid. You'll get killed or murdered or or uh, you're, they'll, they'll murder you for the, the three dollars in your pocket. Fifty dollars. Thanks to Frank. <laughs> oh, you gave him the fifty dollars. Yeah, he gave it back to me. So it's not only money you stole from a dead guy, <laughs> then you gave it to somebody else. He Here, gave it back guilt. to me. You take the guilt. But it's why I was like, you don't take that. He's like, I'm giving you your money back. It's like like Judas gets his 30 pieces of, of silver, and then he just turns to the guy next to him and says, here, you take these. <laughs> yeah. You need it more than I do. 
Yeah, the dead guy didn't need him. It was besides his pockets all dissolved and shit. All right. <laughs> well, it ended off like that. I, uh, before we leave, I, I, I asked um, the commissioner if, he, uh, if he's familiar with uh, a man named Prayer. Or Bayer. No, it's a fairly common name. Okay. Um, what, who is he? He, he was a man, uh, I, I'll explain how we met met this man in the, the marketplace. So he's a scribe? He yeah. Yeah, there's there's probably right. a thousand okay. scribes in town. You know, I was seeing if you, you might have been familiar with him or if he's run into any sort of trouble with anybody. Is he a Turk? Is he a Turk? He, he, yeah, he's a Turk. Turk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't trust him. I kind of pull uh, Dr. Dawkins aside and I let him know that well, while you were taking a nap sleeping, we kind of, uh, at least with me, I'm 100% certain that he's not, he's not part of the cult. He was very confused and he was very scared of the whole situation that happened at the bathhouse. Really? Uh, yes, he was with Dr. Dawkins, or not Dr. Dawkins, Dr. Elizabeth. I, I, I look to uh, Frank and Elizabeth, and I look back at Eldridge, and I say, what is the password? It's the ourselves. Friendship! Oh. <laughs> it's friendship, oh, which changed it to friendship. Wrong, sir, wrong. Hmm. This man is a fraud. <laughs> what? Tell me it's not maestros. It's not maestros, <laughs> we call subs. I think you're the imposter. <laughs> no, that's that's not the password, Mr. Eldritch, or whoever always, you may be. That was always the password. Meatball subs, specifically maestros, the best no, on the East no, Coast. No. But I do look to, to uh, Elizabeth and to Frank and just to confer whether or not, you know, Eldritch is on the level. <laughs> Telling everybody we meet practically. I'm sick and tired of, of <laughs> this bullshit. Well, I am. I must <laughs> confess. I must confess to being um, more than a little dismayed by the fact that um, Mr. Volkov has been um, has been displaying a, a rather um, worrying. Um, Attribute for a for a, a gentleman of Russian extraction, in in that he does seem pathologically in, uh, unable to to see bears. Oh yes, <laughs> I rather, rather large thing. I mean, he didn't see that. I saw a bear twice. I've seen a bear now, and on neither occasion has has he seen hide nor indeed hair of said. I I, mean, sign. I, I, I look I look at. I sort of look at you two, and I give give a slight wink, and I say, "Eldritch, you didn't see the bear." No, I may have taken up the drink recently. But... Why are you all here talking about a bear? Go find my son. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> we have to. Uh, we have to examine every avenue. We have to examine every avenue for clues. Bears could be a clue. Well. Isn't there something in Russian folklore about bears? Lots of stuff in Russian oh, yeah. folklore about bears. There's a lot of stuff about bears. 
Yeah, I mean, but isn't there like a sort of a maybe a harbinger of ill luck or something like that? Sure, it's it's a harbinger of, of death. Is it? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we yeah, we were. There's stories of heroes who had their heads turned into bear heads until they learned their lesson, and then they they were turned back by Baba Yaga, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of Baba Yaga, a lot of, a lot of Baba Yaga, a lot of bears, a lot of tree people too, a lot of elves too, with like elf people. Isn't that that creature we met out in the woods? Yes, yeah, so Baba Yaga is. Yeah, that's how. That's that's why as soon as the the, the house started coming up, I I knew how to what, what to do. Get the hell out and kill it. All right, uh, I, 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 I I look to the rest of you guys. I say let's let's um, let's get on our way and and start this investigation. But I look at uh, look to Elizabeth and I'll say uh, if you see that bear again, uh, let us know. Um, I really don't like the. The uh, correlation of Baba Yaga and bears. We already escaped uh, Baba Yaga before. We don't want to have to run into that thing again. All right. And, yeah, onward. Onward. So, so now it's we? evening. Probably wow. about eight o'clock by now. So. Well, seemingly too late to uh, to venture into the uh, into the rookeries. However, with your authority, you might be able to still get into the Top Copy Museum. Okay, let's let's go for that. There might be researchers still working there. Okay, and as we're walking, I'll I'll say to Eldridge, um, if you still want to go to the Red Mosque. Oh, sorry. Cop has found me. It sounds, it sounds very much like another child might have been taken. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, or a banshee. If you want to, to go into the uh, area of the right mosque, perhaps we can, but we should definitely go fully armed. Well, we also discussed uh, disguises. Yeah. Um, it's not hard to really buy robes here and just cover our uh, cover ourselves and cover our faces um and garb and garment i'm i'm hoping that um if we can this is but see that's the problem that's why i want it fair because my, my idea is that if we find ourselves and i see the underbelly uh much like a bar or a pub we could ask around. It's better. It's better to get down on their level and see what the talk of the of the street is, rather than some authority figure. An authority figure may not know what the Red Mosque even is, but someone who's heard legend of "Don't go into that place. Bad things happen there." That may be the Red Mosque. That may be the Red Town. But we don't know Turkish. That's the problem. We know English. I know Russian, but they don't speak Russian. They hate Russians. Turks hate Russians. Hey, Tom, can I ask you a question? 
but you don't have to answer it, obviously. But I'm wondering if we, we, um, we're using a lot of terms interchangeably, and I'm wondering if you can either clear it up for us or just let us continue the way we're going. All right. we're, we've been using the words of Shonda Mosque, Red Mosque, Red Tower, Bloody Tower. Are, are all of these just different terms for the same place, or do we not know that? You don't really know that. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to... I'm, I don't know exactly what... I, I, that's not really a clue, because I don't know what you're assuming, but I have to let you guys assume what you want to assume. Okay. I assume the Red Tower is a, is a literal tower that is a part of the mosque. Well, that's what I, I know. It would have been, I think it would have been torn down um, hmm. long ago. Yes, I, I would have. I would. I would agree with that. I, I, I was assuming that that the mosque is on the site that the tower was on. From the previous yeah. book. I, I think I wanted to, to clarify that within amongst ourselves then, because I'm under the impression now that I don't think they're related at all. Well, do do an idea roll for me, and I'll and I'll tell you something. I'll lay something out for you. It's, it's highly likely that they aren't. I mean, the whole thing could be a red herring. Sixteen. Uh, no, no, no. Red herring. A red herring. Um, brown bear. I saw the bear. The story. Uh, the stories that you've read, twelve oh four. Um. The city of Constantinople was 99% Christian and um, they probably wouldn't have had a mosque in the city in 1204 because it was still Christian. It, it wasn't taken over by the Turks until the, the late 1400s. Um, and then you'd start to find mosques. So the Red Mosque couldn't be that uh, it couldn't be as old as 1204 okay the tower um which would have been which uh which is also described would have probably been torn down it was back then it was in a bad part of town even then and once baldwin had taken over the city and that was the center of that evil cult then he would have had that whole thing torn down, mm. destroy it all. Uh, and I, I would imagine that once the the Turks started conquering certain areas, they, the uh, Christians would probably allow them to say, "All right, you guys can have that." that well, in fifteen, here. in in fourteen ninety, fourteen ninety two, or fourteen fifty four, something like that is when the the city of Rome, uh, the city of Constantinople fell to the Turks. So at that point, mosques, a lot of the churches were converted into mosques and new mosques were built. So the, the mosque would have had to have been built then, but there was probably at least 200 years in between before the mosque was built and the, the Red Tower was destroyed. So are they in the same place? I know from reading in the book from before, was it the Le Imagino 
Diablo. Mm -hmm. um, they gave us the location of it's, it was in the northeast section of the town. Right. The and that's that's right where this guy is pointing to this red mosque. Oh, because I thought we went to the bathhouse. It, I thought that was in the bazaar. No, no, that was in, that was just across the bridge on the northeast side of town. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. And the other thing I wanted to point out too is that so when when you were just telling us the information from the commissioner's point of view, you were using the term red mosque. Yes, that's what they call it. That's what he calls it, the red mosque. Okay. You said the Shen mosque as a dangerous area and an abandoned mosque, and he said, "Well, we suspect this place called the red mosque." which is an abandoned mosque, that is a very bad part of town. So, so it, it, it's very, it, your theory may be correct then, Dr. Keith. All these similar names might be describing the same place then. Okay. All right. I wanted to try and clear that up. In different times, in different time periods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I go back to just, I, th I think we all know it, but I just wanted to point it out that yet again, we had this, what we assumed was a secret meeting with this Bayab fellow. I mean, we basically only told the, the child urchin to transfer a message to him. But I assume this child wouldn't go spreading around this sort of message to anybody. But yet again, we were ambushed from people who seem to already know our plans and got there ahead of us. You think that it's possible that the street urchin told the cult or that he was part of the cult? That's what I mean. I mean, it's, it's the only thing I can think, but it doesn't make sense logically. We basically just picked a random kid out of the crowd. There's, there's another, uh, do an idea roll. Unless they're hiring the kids to watch us. Uh, 49 would be a pass. If Baylab is a source of information, there'd be no reason why the cult wouldn't be watching him all the time. Just in case he says something that they didn't want him to say. You'd actually, but you... I can't help but wonder what you, what you just said then about them paying kids to watch us. What if they're paying a man with a dancing bear to watch us? Well, that's not very subtle, is it? No, <laughs> not, it's not very <laughs> subtle at all. He's never really been that close to you either. No, no. Yeah. And you're no, still not 100% not. sure that was a bear. It was the shape I of a bear. Saw a bear. I definitely saw a bear. All right, so you guys are still a very big dog. We're all still standing in limbo, halfway out the door of the. Oh, we were. I thought we were. I thought we were walking. Oh, okay, that's right. You guys were heading towards the museum. Yes, I'm definitely walking and talking. I'm a multitasker. All right. So you arrive at the museum. It is dark, 
but there are lights on inside, and there is a there's a couple of guards. Um, sorry, we're closed. Show them, show them the paper. I shall uh, proffer the. Um, can you hear me? Yes. It's still saying muted on my end. Um, I shall proffer the uh, the letter and say uh, we, we're here on official business. Um, who do you need to see? Uh, who do we need to see? Now, um, Professor Azap. There you go. <laughs> um, he says, well, the, the director is still here. Um, please, you know, come inside. And uh, I, he basically has one of the other guards watch the door, and uh, he walks you to a back office uh, in the museum, and he knocks. Uh, Professor, uh, there are some people here from the uh, the um, from the commissioner. What the hell's the name of the place? The consulate, the consulate. Can I come just make sure that I've definitely got the letter back? Yes, yes, of course you did. And and he, he like stands up and uh he's like, uh yes, may I help you? I am Professor uh Garo Azap. Ah, don't, don't, um Professor Azap, I shall shake his hand and allow the others to do the same. Um, it is rather late, I was just getting ready to leave. We're terribly sorry to, to, to bother you at this late hour. Um but uh, we, we wondered if you, you might possibly be able to help us. What can I do for you? Um, does anyone else want to do this? Because I've been sort of dominating things a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> I will. I'll walk up. The talker. I'm very good with people. You've gotten um, better. <laughs> I have, well, it's the it's the drinking. Um, I sit down and I say, uh, Dr. Zop, we're here because we're looking, uh, we're we're looking as academics. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth and Dr. Dawkins here. They're part of uh, a team with Miskatonic University. Ah, in yes. the United States. In the yes. United States, yes. Um, yes. We while traveling through France, we came upon uh, books that talked about a location here in Constantinople that piqued their interest. I am uh, Elder Volkov. I am uh, their writer. I'm transcribing pretty much everything that they're doing. And then Mr. Frank over here, uh, he is a photographer. He's kind of taking photographic evidence of everything that we find. I see. We're looking for a location that has we believe significant uh, importance to Turkey, or uh, yeah, Turkey, uh, Turkey and the Ottoman Empire's history. It's a location that should be here in Constantinople. Uh, it's called the Red Mosque. It's also gone under other names as the Shunned Mosque, the Red Tower, the Blood Red Tower, the Blood Tower. Um. There, there are over four hundred mosques in town. This, this mosque, though, it, it's 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 significant. It's very different from all the other mosques. What it is is it's um, to 
pardon my, my parlance, but it's a hub of uh, it's un it's un it's unholy ground, so to speak. It's 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 dabbling within the occult. We that, I, have, I have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, GM GM puts his hat on. Uh, I think Eldritch has forgotten what that they came to the museum for. Yeah, and he puts his hat back on. <laughs> oh yeah, I have. Point me in the direction of what we. I'm just trying to. I'm just going through my my my, my script. Here. I I think now we should actually make sure that it is Eldritch and not. Uh... <laughs> I'm going over my script here, which is the uh, the story I've been telling everybody to make sure that we're we're on the level with everybody, so that way we don't mix up who we're lying to. Um. This mosque, it has certain things attributed to it. It has a statue that's been attributed to it, uh, a statue of some sort of odd material. Uh, okay, hold on just a second. I, I'll, I'll just stop you there. You already know where the Red Mosque is. I, I, know, I, know. I know. Let me, okay. let, me, let me go. <laughs> let me talk. All right. Uh, it also has uh, scrolls that should be associated with it. Um, okay. Now, there should be, what, seven scrolls, Dr. Elizabeth? Pretty sure it's more than that, but I will check real quick. Yeah, check for me. I think that it's five. It's five? Yeah, so I, I, think, I think you're right, it's five. I don't think there's one for the torso. There's not one for the torso. We have the we have, we have the head. So there are there are four. Four. So you're looking for five scrolls, or you're looking? Oh for no, four no, no, no. We are looking. No, we're we're. We have yeah. the scroll of the head. Yeah, we have the scroll of the head. There are the 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 scroll of the legs. Two. The scroll of the right hand, the scroll of the left hand, and the scroll of the belly. So the the two legs. That's just one scroll. Okay, so we're we're looking. So there's six scrolls. We're looking for five. Looking for no, four. there are five scrolls, and we're looking for four. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, the leg. The legs are not. The legs are are, are one. They're not. Yes, separate. that's well, we have scrolls. Scroll the legs. The scroll of the right hand. The scroll of the left hand. And the all scroll right. of the belly. We have a very large collection of old historical scrolls. Um, do you know what they're called? Yes. Dr. Elizabeth, you've just listed them off. Well, he we, weren't. Yes. He, that yeah. was, that I know. I'm, say, I'm saying he just, they're, just they're referred to as a, as, as a group. They're referred to as the, the Sedefcast scrolls. Um, but they oh. are uh, the, the scroll of the legs, the scroll of the right hand, the scroll of the left hand, and the scroll, the scroll of the belly. Of, uh, the belly. He says, yes, yes. Why, why do you want to look at those things? They're, they're, they're referenced in a number of works that we've found. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Volkov, do continue. Well, they're, they're associated with a statue. Um, well, Simulacrum. Oh, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time, Sedevkar. Sedevkar was a, a crazy uh, scholar, uh, not Turkish, some sort of bizarre cult. Um, yes, we, we do have those scrolls. We keep them... Uh, locked up. They, they, they're not usually, I don't believe anybody's even asked about them or viewed them for, for decades, but uh, uh, they're kind of an embarrassment 
they're they're gruesome they're extremely gruesome you understand this um yes we we, we do we know what they're uh, associated with they're associated with a ritual um can you can we can we can we backpedal for a moment you you know the name Sedevkar. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, I believe uh, he was a bizarre sort of uh, occult uh, religious leader in uh, twelve, twelve, the twelve hundreds, the early twelve hundreds. Um, I know that he disappeared. Uh, nobody knew exactly what happened. Although he was probably killed in the sack of uh, Constantinople. Um, uh, the scrolls have been in our possession for a long time. Um, and that's the only reason. I, I know a great deal of things. I've been the director here for the last 40 years. I'm curious. So, we haven't heard really anything about Tzedefkar. Well, it's not something that we talk about because he's a, it's disgusting. So, so he, was a, he was a Turkish man who, who no, walked no, no. out of cult. Well, I don't know about Turkish. He was, he was not, this was not Turkey then. Well, no, this, but he, but he, he, so he wasn't a Turk. I, 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 I would have assumed with the name, he would have been, you know, from the, the region. Well, Sedevkar, it may be a name, but it's not, it, it's also kind of a, an occupation. A, uh, a person who manufactures things out of uh, out of uh, porcelain or uh, 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 shell, uh, like mother of pearl. Really. So whether his name was actually that, you see, one thing uh, about Muslims is all of us have Muhammad someplace in our name, and. There's no indication that Sedefkar was in any way a religious man or a, a, an honest Turk. He was something else. A wizard, a, a sorcerer, perhaps. Or at least what people back then called a sorcerer. What can you tell us about the scrolls? Before we, We'd like to... Once again, we're, we're, on, we're on... We're not really on an expedition, but we are in association with the Miskatonic University, looking I've, at these scrolls. We're wondering are, if we could possibly take them. They are, well, I don't think that you could take them. Oh, yeah. uh, no, no, you can't take them. But um, I'll let you, I'll let you look at them. There's, there's no, there's absolutely no way for uh, you to allow us to well, possibly take these. We are on uh, we do have the authority of the consulate. We're, we're promising their return. We just would like them for examination. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, my position we, is one of protectorate. We, we are respectable academics, Professor. I, I believe you. I, uh, I believe I've actually read one of your books, Dr. Elizabeth. Um, okay. Uh, well, let me, let me look at them. You know, I do consider them an embarrassment. Um, they're not something we would ever put on public display. Um, they're not part of any collection. Um, 
I'll, I'll show them to you and I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about uh, if you really have a legitimate reason. That's all we ask is that you at least consider it. Looking at them, we may uh, glean what we need to know from them just by, by seeing them here. But I'm sure that... Uh, well, they are, they're very delicate. They're, and he looks, he looks just completely disgusted for a moment. He says, I believe that they are actually... Uh, on, uh, they're on, um, they're on human skin. And I kind of, I, I don't really, I'm not really affected by this. I just, I, I nod and say, well, yes, we, um, we've actually come across, you, you, we've actually come across one of these scrolls. You see, you, you do not have, um, an in, you have an incomplete set. I, I am not aware of there being more than four. Well, there's there is a fifth. Uh, we do we don't have it, but we we have seen it. Uh, well, let me show them to you. Yes, please. Um, this is not exactly what I wanted to go home to dinner on, but uh, um, perhaps um, Professor Elizabeth would like to hang back. Uh, as I say, they're very gruesome. I've, I'm made of sterner stuff than you might imagine, Professor. All right. Yes, you oh, English women have always proven to be much more, uh, much more difficult than. Uh, oh, I'm back. Unless you guys need um, me to. to well, he's just he's just saying because she's a woman. Yeah, know. I know, and I'm offering. I'm saying I would like to hang back. All right. You you want to hang back, Frank? Yes. You're going to stay in the office? Uh, I'll go follow them to wherever they're You're going. You're just going to stay behind. Okay. Like... All right. So he takes you down um, a long hallway, up some stairs, down another hallway, into another part of the, the top copy museum, where you can see that they've got, um, they've got drawers from almost from ceiling to floor uh, down hallways, lots of them. Um, and he, uh, he checks sort of a catalog so that he knows where they are and he gets the catalog number and he goes to the drawer and it's, you know, it's right about at chest height and, uh, he unseals it and he pulls it open and inside are four bone, um, uh, cases that you would put a scroll into and, they're actually surprisingly plain, you know. Uh, he also records, he records all of your names that you guys are, you know, everything has to be documented. They don't just, you know, toss things out at you. So everything is documented that he's, you know, that, that they're going to open the scrolls, that they're going to look at them, that he's going to allow you to, to do this. That's all, that all that paperwork has to be filled out first. And then... Um, he collects the uh, he collects the four scroll the four uh, scroll cases, and he takes you to a little side room, and gives you all gloves, and uh, says, you know, please you know, help yourself. No, no eating or drinking. Doctor, Doctor Keith, um, goes without saying. It's written in in what language, Tom? 
the original, the one that you've got already is written in a mixture of Arabic and uh, Turkish and some other ancient language. Um, you'd probably need to get it translated by somebody. Um, who here can speak any of those languages? Um, probably the Arabic, wasn't it Arabic, Turkish, and Latin? No, I don't think there was Latin, but there might have been Aklo. Okay. Well, is it, is it possible for us to copy? copy um, yeah, you should try, but none of you write Arabic, so. There, um, I turn to um, the doctor and I, and I say, is there a possible transcript of this? I know that some museums keep transcripts of their scrolls in case they're damaged or lost and you want to retain the actual content. Like, no, I'm afraid not. It'd be very difficult to get somebody to even want to look at these things. Dr. Certainly Keith. not, a, certainly not a, a modern Arabic or, or Turkish translator would like to look at these things. They're gross. Would, would you be able to give us a rough appraisal, Professor? Uh, I could try. I think that I've looked at them. I have looked at them before. And it's not just that they're... He said they're written in an archaic form of Turkish, but they're using Arabic uh, uh, letters. So I'm not very good. It, it would take a while to de decipher. Is it possible for us, Anisus, we're not, we're, I, we're not about to take out of here um maybe we come back tomorrow morning of course okay. and we'll be bringing a, a, a scribe along with us uh, and hopefully he has uh yeah something i would recommend uh frank have it bring his camera but the flash may damage the uh the, the, oh the, no that's that's an old wives tale i think isn't it I'm not sure that they knew about that yet. That exposed the, her to. Oh, that the, the magnesium flash would, it wouldn't damage things. All right, yeah. well, let's bring Frank's camera in here. Let's do it. All right. So while well, you're standing here with them now, what are you going to do? You have well, I mean, if he if he could give us a. a um... Well, I don't know. Do we want him to give us a vague? pricey of, of the contents or should we wait until tomorrow when we've got um, a translator and and perhaps let let him get get home to his dinner in order in order to um, preserve his goodwill yeah let's yeah. not upset him yeah let's let's have him go so can I have a quick sidebar with everybody sure based on what we've been through he might not be alive tomorrow morning Yes, this this is uh, this is. Uh, I don't see what else we could. Well, we could get them to give us a pricey of their contents. I reach into my coat pocket. I take a nice little swing from Rupert's uh, flask, and I put it back. And I whisper, "Frank's right. We may not get a second chance at looking at these." Are you thinking about what I'm thinking? Like, I can't. Like the Italian job? I can't believe I'm going to even suggest it after what you all did. 
and all those other places where you stole things and broke into places. Yeah, they, they taught you that. But uh, I think it's our only option. We need those scrolls, and we need what's inside of them. And now we know where they're stored, and now we know how to get here. So, sure. But perhaps we should... Um, Perhaps we should leave and we should hang out side and wait for him to leave and tail him basically to his, his house to make sure he gets home safely. What happens after that is beyond our, our control, but I don't want this man to, to die, you know, based off of something that we, we've been looking at. I... I agree. Maybe, maybe two of us, um, maybe two of us go and tail him, and the two of us stay here and uh, and get the scrolls, and we all meet back up. Two people getting getting the scrolls would be easier than four people. There's less people. I'm sorry. Are you suggesting trying to break back into this place? I'm, 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 I'm saying we steal them. Oh, well, this place is a fortress. I mean, he had to unlock like five doors just to get to this part. This was a palace at one time, so it's mm. highly secure. I think we're going to need one hell of a place. Well, he's on the verge of letting you take them if you have, if you have a good reason. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth, can you come up with a good reason as to why we can take these scrolls? We might help us well, we're, we're, we're rather concerned that if we, if we were to bring a, a, a translator um, into the museum in order to translate these scrolls for us, um, while that would be very useful for us, it could be potentially embarrassing for the, the museum were someone to ask you what that translator, what that scribe was doing here and, and what he was working on. It's true. Um, and. And our scribe is a very young man who probably has a very large mouth. Yes, and 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 and, and likely, you see, because he's a younger man, he's he's less likely to have any uh, any any fixed um, attitude towards well, documents. I, of this kind. I I haven't exactly decided yet whether whether I should allow these to be taken. They are priceless, irreplaceable. But my guess is that you wouldn't just hire somebody off the street. Oh no 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 uh, no! You would uh, you would take these wherever you need to take them, perhaps back to the Miskatonic or the British Museum, and have professionals. Uh, oh yes, and undoubtedly, undoubtedly, we'd 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 take them to London. I mean, um, or possibly Berlin. I know that some of the uh, some of the the, the foremost um, linguists and orientalists are, uh, are are still stationed in 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 Berlin, of course. And the Germans always having been quite, quite yes. There's a very good Professor Heimenheifer in uh, in Berlin who is a very good scholar in this field. Um, and of course, we'll we'll start by taking these directly from here at the museum to the British consulate, where they are secured. We well, wouldn't you like to them. see them? I mean, we've gone to all this trouble. Yeah. Yes. If 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 yes, yes, of course. If you're going to allow us to take them, I don't see why we can't just 
look at them now and just make sure they're all there. Okay. Well, um, you've all got gloves on, white, white, white cloth gloves. And uh, he very carefully opens up uh, one of the uh, tubes and, uh, you know, reaches his fingers inside to remove the document. And there's nothing there. So what, what, what? Um, and he opens up the next one and there's nothing there. And Marty he opens up the third it. one and there's nothing there. And he opens up the fourth one and there's something there and he pulls it out and it is a piece of parchment. You recognize almost immediately that it's on old human skin and it's written in, well, go ahead, read it. <laughs> it's in Turkish. Yeah. Uh, how are you he, he looks absolutely horrified and he's like he's like what what is this somebody has stolen them um but what, what, but what does it say professor what does it say it, it 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 well let me translate it for you please do that's what it says all right you want me to read it yeah go ahead the skinless one reclaims what is his. Cursed be uh, Gar Garazut, the thief. Garaznet, the thief. Garaznet, the, the thief for his treachery. So what is this? Well, who is this? This skinless one, and 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 uh, who's this thief? Who could have stolen? And he says, he says Garaznet. Garaznet. Garaznet was a scholar about 400 years ago um not of any great note um really he was some of something he's a but, thief. uh well he was he was a kurdish scholar um he's buried uh he's buried in uskadar cemetery there's a there's a big cenotaph is it cenotaph epitaph but He's not. He's a minor scholar. I don't know what what this means. Uh, you think he's somehow connected to the, the the scrolls? Did he translate them, or I I have no idea how he could possibly be even even remotely uh, if it's suggesting that he took the scrolls. He he died four hundred years ago. I saw the scrolls. Oh, perhaps twenty five years ago. Well, okay. Who would know more about this scholar? Um, you might find stuff in the library, but there's not going to be much. Um, she says, but we can find out who last examined the scrolls. Let's take a look at that. So he seems extremely upset, and he goes back and he, he grabs the log books that's here, and he, he flips through and he says, uh, the last time they were examined was about 14 years ago. And the person who examined them was named Salim Makriat. Oh, my God. We've heard that name before. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Remind me, Mr. Volkov. Where have we heard that name before? We have heard that name before 
in uh, the 1890s uh, book, The Journal of Dr. Uh, Professor Smythe, uh, he was but a young boy uh, mm. at one of the cults. If you remember, he was a young, it was written that he was a young boy with dead eyes. Right, right. I knew that name sound, sounded familiar. Huh. Which means that he'd be what? About, he'd be in his, in his 30s, late 30s, Perhaps. I believe. But well, we don't know what he would look like. He was the, if I remember correctly, he was also the son of the cult leader. Right. Yes, which means I have a nagging suspicion that he's the current cult leader today. Um, Frank, Jeff, do you want I'm to check those facts? I'm searching madly, and because I spell all these names phonetically, I'm having a hard time finding it. But I know I have it. All right. Oh, here it is. I think I, I, think I might have found it. Selim. Selim. Makriat, leader of the Brotherhood of the Skin and Smythe's enemy. Yes. 1893 in, is when in we... 1893. Yeah. Oh, so he, but he had a, he was the leader who had a son with dead eyes. Yeah. Which means that he, well, he's now easily Smythe's age. Oh. And there's another, and I think this might be who you were talking about. I think his son's name was Mehmet. Mehmet was the son, yes. Three men murdered in London with this name. The real Makriat is missing. That was back in London. Ah. All right. So what? Is, so what does this? What does it mean? What does? What does all this mean? So the well, leader of this we know that the last the last person who had access to them was a cult leader, so it, it, it would be reasonable to assume, wouldn't it, that he, he's the one who actually. Oh, what? And uh, uh, Brotherhood of the Skin jumped out of the corner and, <laughs> and stabbed Doctor Elizabeth. In that no. <laughs> All right. Um, so well, they have. Let's assume at the moment um, the professor is extremely upset and he needs you all to leave. Sure, yeah, I, I assume we're leaving. All right, I, I'll say that to Mick. Um, the, the professor is very upset and he needs you all to leave. Yes, understandably. Yeah, he needs to report this and, and he's sorry. Um, all right. So you guys have been hustled out. Well, okay. So, the skinless cult has the four other scrolls, and they've been and so, they've had them for fourteen years. Yes, yes. More importantly, they've had them for fourteen years, as you say. They've had them all along. Which means that we have the only, we are the only ones 
stopping them from going forward with their plans. Of, I'm assuming bringing back this skinless one because they say the skinless one. I'm imagining that it's a, it, it's either a person or a wizard or a deity or something like that. Or a beast. Or a beast, a monster, or the statue itself. But. Well, we shouldn't let that date fool us that he, he's probably the, still the same man from. Right? Because there's been an issue of. Uh, they seem to have some sort of immortality. Yeah. Hmm. So we can't, we can't, in other words, we can't necessarily assume it's the son. It, it very well could be the father. Well, yeah. I'm assuming that the son was always, because he had dead eyes. If you remember in the book, he had dead eyes. I assumed that the son was a vessel. He's, he, he's, he, they transfer the consciousness into, from one vessel into the other. And he was just, he was just the next, he was just the next uh, vessel to contain this consciousness. It's possible that the the father uh, is is uh, has been here since the the founding of, of the, or the creation of the city of Carson Lacrum. That's a theory. Yeah. One one thing's kind of bothering me though. If he were the one to actually steal the scrolls, uh, it seems strange he would just sign his name on the logbook. Well, you know how careless these people are. I, I don't think they're careless. I think they're confident. Or confident. Mm. I think that they don't. I don't, think, I don't think they don't care. To them, they're because if you because well, look, uh, look isn't, at that, isn't that the actual literal meaning of carelessness? I mean, they, they care less. It's been it's been fourteen years since anyone showed even the slightest interest in the in these scrolls. They had nothing to fear. The question is, why now? Exactly. That's what I asked last time. Is that all of a sudden they start? They we we talk to. Uh, oh my God, Balab, and Balab said that in the last month they've been scrambling all over. And about a month ago is when this whole thing started. Because they knew we we were coming. They've known all along. That's what I've Whether been saying. Whether it's been foretold or engineered, they've known all along. We've been. I, I think it may be both. We've been led is here. There, we've been. We've been. Was there? Is there something? Uh, hmm. Wondering if there's some some sort of connection with the time periods, the dates. Actually, has it happened over? I mean, has this sort of thing happened over several decades? I mean, we only have what three things that we've read uh, that involve this. I mean, we've read uh, the book on the Romans. We've read the one on the, the Crusades. We've read uh, Smythe's journal. I'm wondering if there's a correlation between uh, the times, what years they, they that this particular thing happened. And if it sort of uh, adds up to our time period, perhaps 
they need to summon this thing every so often. But the the pieces were were destroyed and separated. Well, not destroyed, but yeah, they were separated. The, the statue itself, I imagine, was uh, was destroyed, and then they separated it out, and and they didn't care to look. Well, the statue was worn by Sedefkar, so when he expired, I guess the, the pieces might have just fallen apart. I don't know. Oh my god. Dr. Dawkins, you've just... Something, something's clicked. Sedefkar disappeared. What if the statue is Sedefkar? What if he, he, he wore it and he transferred himself into it and then it got separated? Sounds like one of those uh, those pulp stories. The next thing somebody's going to have some piece of jewelry that they imbibe themselves in and they get separated. Eldridge, uh, do a, an idea roll. You got it, boss. Well, I, my wonder is what 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 is this Garaznet chap? That is a pass. Um. In uh, in uh, the. Uh, the Magine del Diavolo, uh, Sedevkar was wearing the uh, the Sedevkar simulacrum, um, but they um, the, the 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 soldiers in the story could see by the glinting of the light that he was wearing it, and they they aimed their attack, and they actually ended up knocking pieces of it off. That's when they were able to kill him. That's what happened. So he was, he was out and exposed. He wasn't in the armor. The armor was separated from him by then. So he did literally expire. At least that's what the story says. Yes, I, I believe in, in the story, the, 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 the very handsome knight um, lunged his sword in, into the champ's um, throat, neck. But we don't... Neck. His throat neck. But we don't know if that really did actually kill him. We, we, we've, we've seen a correlation, as Frank says, about these people almost cheating death. Well, so supposedly, I mean, um, you, you know they can certainly for a very long time. I'm trying to think. Uh, is it only? I don't know. My brain's a little bit. I'm just going to say this, but I don't think it's right. Um, it's either when they're wearing the piece that they have this longevity, or it's just basically like a replacement of body parts that gives them the longevity. I can't quite remember. Right? I think it's they replace pieces. Hmm. Well, are you guys about ready to break? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Not quite as dramatic as the moment we had. A few <laughs> no, but, ago, but they don't. Especially our you, guys are, you guys are working on the on the problem.
So uh, our players included Thomas McKeon, Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, and Wayne Worthy with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. And uh, by next week, I will be having fiber optics, so we should be able to clear up some of the some of the glitchiness of the of the show. Uh, like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.